Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. How's it going, Larry? Uh, Eric, I'm doing great, as always. You know, I was going to talk about banter, do our little shtick banter back and forth about what was going on, but I think... Yeah, I with think... everything our guest has told us, just um, introduce <laughs> right, somebody. <laughs> yes, so so the the guest for this episode is... Probably, you know, the hyphenated people, right? Like actor, yeah. director, musician, Perry Williams. Welcome to the podcast. So before we started record, um, I know you have you, you you're an actor, you're a writer, which we're going to talk about your book. Um, what other stuff? Because because we were like, OK, wait. We you have were to start dropping some bombs on us, my friend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tell us what else. So what, because you're a man of many talents, right? So, oh, so uh, just yes. give, give me, give us a rundown of everything because you, you've been an actor like way back when in Happy Days. Yes. So, happy yeah. Days, Vernon Shirley, uh, uh, Booze and Buddies. Oh my Mash. goodness! I mean, a little bit of everything. The classics. All the classics. And and the the funny part, uh, you know, uh, Larry, is that okay? Booze and Buddies, starring Tom Hanks. Yeah. Now I yeah. wasn't a trainer, but what they did was they knew I knew a lot about going and, and working out, and so they they I was at Paramount Studios, and so they sent me with Tom to work him out at Paramount Studios, and that's how I got my first training gig. Wow. I don't know, maybe it was you know somehow it segued into a training lifestyle for me as opposed to an acting lifestyle for me so i don't know if it was better or for worse or but or but it led me in this direction so that's for sure but and tom hanks was just wonderful he was always the consummate gentleman always friendly and no matter who it was he treated them as an equal wow wow i mean i still i have to admire the guy you know he was one of, one of the best i mean i remember when i uh, also i acted in a show called laverne shirley and those two would go at it after a little bit <laughs> you know really <laughs> oh yes they always they, they had people they had professional people there who would who would uh, categorize how many jokes each one had. So each one had to have a tit for tat joke. Wow. So if Laverne got too many, then surely wanted a few more to catch up. My God, that's amazing. Now, from there, it segued what, uh, into training. Uh, I became a, a personal trainer at a place called Gold's Gym in Venice Beach, California. Oh, the original Gold's Gym. The most where famous Arnold was. All the wrestlers are, uh, I mean, you could go in there at any one time and have thousands of people. It was like open air. It was dirty. It was loud. It was rock and roll music. Yet people just loved it. Ah, oh, I love it. Now, that was, okay, that was what, in the 80s? Yes. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, Hulk Hogan, um, any kind of wrestler, right? Eric is a giant wrestler. Yeah, yeah, all, I'm a all huge the big wrestler. I, I, I used to help Hulk Hogan. His real name is Terry. Terry. Uh, he was a great guy. I mean, he still is a great guy. You know, I would, he would ask for little hints from he and all little helping, ha uh, you know, points of view. And, you know, Jake the Snake was there. The oh Big Show goodness. was there. I wow. mean, uh, John Cena was, I remember John Cena was just a young little kid. He was like 20 years old uh, modeling for with a couple girls in Gold's Gym. Wow. Yeah, he started as a weightlifter. Wow. Yes. Wow. And and obviously you were with the weightlifting crowd because that's where they were, like the Troy Zuccolato, or maybe that was a little in the 90s. But Well, I also got into a lot of the uh, acting crowd, too. I I, uh, I, I used to train Jodie Foster. Uh, I used to train, uh, I don't know, you not know him, Fred Ward, who just recently died. Yeah. Fred yeah. Ward, yeah. I trained Fred Ward for 25 years. Wow. wow. And then uh, I trained a lot of cheerleaders, and so I I became a lot of uh, you know like just ordinary people. Uh, there were there were a lot of uh, people there that used to train just the bodybuilders. Now they have they had to have a special uh, let's say expertise about what kind of uh, diet, what kind of drugs they could get them on, things like that. And I'm not going to pull any punches, okay? Uh, that uh, that was the. Ster uh, Gold's Gym was the steroid capital of the world. Okay, I won't. I'll, yeah. I'll be very honest. I love the place, and but it was, uh, you know, a huge, huge ter steroid capital. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of a lot of the uh, uh, professional athletes would go there to uh, get, uh, you know, find their supply. 
I mean, I'm not saying all of them did, but a, a good amount. I mean, it's funny. I remember a, a young Kobe Bryant working out there for years. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. And he also was a, he was a very nice person, a, a, a really gentleman. Yeah. And also, I used to, I, I, I knew O.J. Simpson. I wow. knew Nicole Simpson wow. uh, before the, uh, the, the tragic accident and everything. I knew the whole character. I mean, I knew all the people involved. It, it, one way or another, I knew them all. I mean, wow. I used to go to parties with uh, Bruce Jenner, and Nicole Simpson would be there. And O.J. would walk in and see Nicole there and walk out. <laughs> you know? Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and you also said that you trained Bruce Jenner. For Which five years, Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, I started out training training Chris Jenner first, and then she sent me. Oh, she one day she said, "Perry, I got a present for you. This is my husband, uh, Bruce." And then you know we just you know hit it off really well. And you know wow. the funny part about it, you know, I'm really astute about people and everything. I couldn't fit. I, I was with uh, Bruce for years, and I couldn't figure that one out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, he was just uh, he was a macho man. Uh, you know, he really was. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he didn't go out, you know, he didn't start looking for other women, things like that. But he was yeah. very macho in his talking and his uh, uh, his way of doing things, mm -hmm. his way of working and out. Were you training him before or after the Olympics? Oh, that was way after. Yeah. Oh, the Olympics okay, were okay. in 69 and 70 for him. Yeah. Wow. So it was, once again, it was in the 80s. Wow. Oh, OK. 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 Wow. That was so the 80s. That was really that was the height of. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, Sylvester Stallone for actors. Well, actors that was right? when the whole Bruce personal Willis. fitness thing oh, really oh, yeah, exploded. For the guys, was, it was uh, another really good guy was uh, used to work out there was John Claude Van Damme. Ah, oh, the Van Damage. Oh. Yes. 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 Wow, Perry. And, and he, oh. he was a very. He used to call me Mister Williams. He was very, very polite and really? he very nice. I mean, you know. Uh, and, and you know what? Here's the point. Uh, most of them are, are just very nice. I mean, there were a few, uh, you know, like bodybuilders that got into uh, problems because of roid rage. Right. And that is yeah. not a, a made up thing. That is a real thing. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, they really handled themselves pretty well. And every once in a while, it's so funny because Gold Gym let the wrestlers work out there for free. And so you'd walk in and see 30, people 40 come in. of wrestlers just all around. And people asking for autographs, getting pictures taken. And you know what? The wrestlers loved it. Man. They loved the idea of people coming up to them and wanting autographs and all that. And so, you know, they were always polite about that. Perry, oh. no joke. I'm starting to think to myself because, you know, we I used to go with my mom and dad, my brother, to, to Los Angeles. And um, I remember I got into kind of bodybuilding because I saw Lou Ferrigno on Flex Magazine. And from that that point on, we would go down whenever we were in Los Angeles, we would go to Venice and go um, go see the original. But now but the uh, that one was like, you know, built the bigger one behind. Right. But I when I walked in, I you were probably there when I walked yep. in. Yeah, I was when, uh, more back in the 80s. Yes, because uh, I was working 10, 12 hours a day. You probably walked right by me numerous That's times. That's so crazy. That's amazing. Oh they my started God. out with just, the, they had a main gym, the first gym. And then they bought the other one uh, right over to uh, next to it, and yeah. they hooked into that. And then a few years later, they bought the other one down next to it. So they had like three big warehouses. Yeah, there's wow. one in off of Hollywood Boulevard, right? I well, right there, there's franchises, yeah, big franchise. franchises, but the Venice Beach one was the original one. The original. Yeah, that's and like that's the, the, the biggest, the most famous one. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And unfortunately, I mean, it's still they still have the Gold's Gym on there, but you know, I mean, and it's like it was. It's a small building when you look at it, right? Oh, the original one was in Santa Monica. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that. Yeah. And then from there, they moved to Venice Beach. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And that name Gold's Gym is still on that. Uh, top of it i don't know I, I i told the owners they should uh try to get it out of the building and, and take it out and, and put oh it, uh, you know save it yeah, yeah 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 that you know i mean for really that's a that's a piece of history and now and now that i think about it it was gold's gym and world gym they yeah, were world like gym was committing. a few streets down the block yeah yeah they they were the competing gyms that's pretty cool now, that's what, and what you happened know, was mm -hmm. gold's gym was owned by joel gold and he decided to sell it. So he, he sold it to these four gentlemen who bought it from him. 
And then a few years later, Joe goes, says, I want my gym back. And he goes, oh, no, we got it. So he had to do World Gym because they wouldn't give oh. him his name. Back. Wow. Sold Gold's Gym, he sold the name. Yeah, wow. And, um, Joe Gold opened up World Gym with the help of Arnold. Wow. Now, Arnold was totally supportive of Joe Gold because Joe Gold, when Arnold first came here as an immigrant, he took care of him. He helped him out. He gave wow. him a place to live. So he was very, very beholding to Joe Gold. That's very He cool. helped him out. And I know he uh, financially, I'm sure he helped him out greatly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know that was that's... that before Hercules in New York or after? Uh, I I would think it would be after. Oh, okay. I mean, the back in the eighties, still like yeah. it seems like a few, a, a few minutes ago, but it's it, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 super cool. I mean, you know, when you think of it, that is, uh, Perry, you you were a part of history, and I mean, obviously, when you're going through that you know, that stage, I don't think anybody really realizes when we live in Los Angeles, because Eric and I met in, in Los yeah. Angeles at church, actually. And when you live in LA, you, everything kind of moves so fast. You don't really realize that you're at a point in your life. That's like a complete snapshot that you're going to look back on and go, Oh my God, I was there. And yeah. I did that. Well, there was a couple of documentaries that kind of gave me the benefit. When I first got the Gold's Gym, it was a total bodybuilding gym. And uh, through me and, and, and basically me and a couple other trainers like Charles Glass, who was a, a weightlifting trainer, uh, we changed Gold's Gym. So we're credited with being the, the change of Gold's Gym from a total uh, weightlifting gym to all-purpose gym. Wow, that's oh. freaking cool. And, but Charles and, Glass would take the bodybuilders and I would take the ordinary people. That's wow. super cool. <laughs> that's that's funny um and you said one thing that caught my ear and eric's ear before we started recording you like you trained football players oh yeah lyle ozado and howie long wow. unbelievable of the linemen for uh when the raiders were in la yeah howie yeah. long and you know and, and people I, I i mean now everybody looks at howie long as you know like a uh on fox Fox Sports, right? Every Sunday. I don't realize what a tough guy he, he was, was. A beast. And if you ever saw him in person, he has the biggest hands you've ever seen. His really? hands are like gigantic, and they always get beat up from the games and everything. And I, I had a special option. I, I got to go to the games on the field. Whoa! Yeah. Oh my god! No, no one. When Lilo Zato said uh, he's with me, they just left me alone. Oh my God. They, Lyle was a, a, a character. I mean, he was yeah. a, a total, he, he would walk in the gym and they go, Lyle Zedel is now in the gym. And then, you know, people would come up to him. I mean, people just idolized him. I mean, he yeah. was, he had this personality. Now he also had an anger to him too, yeah. very much so. But, uh, you know, but it would take a lot to get him angry, but you could get, you could get Lyle angry and he'd be mad. He, he was I a madman on the field. I know that. Yeah. I mean, I used to train his wife at the time, Cindy, at the gym too. And uh, if anybody dared talk to Cindy out of line, he'd go after him. <laughs> really? Oh. That's my wife you're talking to. Wow. Wow. Now, now, you know, Howie was different. He was just laid back, calm. Now, uh, Howie, you knew uh, deep down inside, he had he could play football, as you well know. He was all pro and everything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he he waited until the game time to do that. And you know, really, yeah. and he, Married a Miss New Jersey, and she was very sweet. I trained her too. Wow! Oh, wow! 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 Now he's got really great football kids, and yeah, I mean his, his whole, kids are look, his his. I remember when his son was born, and and now now he he's about ready to retire. I think he did retire. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure now. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it's amazing, Perry. Does it feel? And we haven't even started talking about like your 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 writing. You know, you've got several books, but but before we go there. Does it ever feel like you are part of something special? Oh, that whole time, that whole history of time, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, somehow, uh, you know, uh, you know, like I can point to being with Lyle. I can point to being with Howie Long. I can point to being with Bruce Jenner during that home, uh, the whole crisis with O.J. Simpson. I was part of that. Wow, <laughs> <You know>? wow. <laughs> really? Wow. Wow. You uh, now that begs to are you going to are you ever going to write about that? about your life 
I don't, you know, something I, I like writing about big things, you know, that's why I Christ. I wanted something. I, I have another book, too. Uh, it's called uh, Pollen and the Ring of Harmony. And, and basically it's about an alien who is the protector of nature. No, not, you know, not the world, not not pollution, just nature. And he goes throughout oh. the universe protecting nature. And he says that on Earth, we are disregarding nature. Because, mm. you know, every time we build a new housing project, we take away land that those animals need. Wow. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say I'm an animal lover, which, I, you know, I, I actually am in some ways because where I live. But yeah. we have to understand there's a big circle of life. And sometimes yeah. we don't understand it. Right. I mean, you know, just because we, we burn down trees, we don't realize those trees give us oxygen. Exactly. So yeah. we make room for things. So I'm not trying to be like a, you know, a tree hugger, but I'm saying that, <laughs> that we still Common need to sense. respect our environment better than we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, let's let's talk about when did you get into writing? Oh, I was into writing back in college uh, when I. Uh, OK, number one, when I got out of, of high school, which is in uh, National City in San Diego, uh, I went to in the service. So I went to a year in Vietnam in the Navy. And I actually was on a little boat. And then afterwards, uh, I started going. I went to school on the GI Bill. And this one uh, school, I was at Cal Poly, uh, Poly Pomona, and they wanted some big guys to play uh, Roman soldiers in a play. And they said, if you do this for us, you get an A. I go, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> and then from that point on, uh, I started writing. I started doing, you know, various, uh, you know, just little skits and everything. And then I, I, I transferred over to San Diego State University. That's where I got my uh, okay. full start. And I became well-known. Everything, it was magic. Everything I wrote was done as a play or filmed. And I loved it. It was like, you know, to see your stuff being done on film or acted by other actors is, is an amazing feeling. Nothing is better than that, yeah. yeah. I mean, you sit there and go, I wrote that. And I go, then I got, you know, I got, you know, kind of spoiled. And from there, I uh, left uh, and went to LA. And somehow I got a uh, temporary job, a one-day job at Paramount Studios. Well, I turned that into a three-year job. I know? love that. And then yeah. I started working on various shows. And then I started making deals saying, hey, can you get me as, I want to be an actor. Can you get me in a small part? And of course they did. And then, you know, there's even part when I was working for Laverne and Shirley that they needed a, a I wrote an episode and they said, you know, Perry, we're going to take it. Wow. <laughs> so now, they took it, but they put other people's name on it. But I'm still getting, resi I'm, you know, I'm still getting residual checks for That's it. Awesome. And uh, I, I was a member of the Writers Guild and also a member of SAG. Wow! wow. Congratulations. But That's then awesome. during that time, I would constantly, constantly write. Uh, you know, like uh, I like uh, uh, screenplays. I'm not really a, a novel writer per se. I like screenplays, so I write in screenplays. Even Saving Christ was written as a giant screenplay, and I had an editor change it into novel form oh, but wow. uh yeah that's uh but you know i even wrote it my one of my favorite sc uh, uh screenplays was called rex and it never got picked up by anybody but it was about a little girl in montana 12 years old and it was a it's a comedy kind of a, a semi-comedy and she's in this uh, ice cave in montana and this lightning storm happens and all of a sudden everything just you know gyrates around her and and turns into electrical and then she sees in front of her a large egg, which is about three foot tall, and it starts to move. And all of a sudden, out pops a baby T-Rex. I saw that coming. About, I like that. About, about three foot tall. Now, what happens is the baby T-Rex sees the young girl, and he thinks that she is his mother. Oh, Like man. a duck. <laughs> and so she won't, the little, little dinosaur won't let her out of his sight. So she becomes a young mother in a sense. Oh, and so the awesome. scientists want to take the dinosaur away from her and she wants to protect it. And you know what? I couldn't get anybody interested. When really? did you write this? Oh, about five years ago. Wow. Well, because right now the spec market is pretty much dead. They don't do spec scripts anymore. Everything really? is all about IP and, you know, stuff like that. Unless you're a well-known writer, they won't even look at a spec. Right. I understand that now, you know, like I know that I'm going to have trouble with, with saving Christ, even though it's a, a topic that's never been done before. And it's been there's nothing else like it. But uh, so 
uh, well, I'm going to try. I have a company that's going to go out there trying to, uh, you know, sell it to the movie people. Very okay. cool. Actually, let's get into Saving Christ because this is this is one of those where you uh, at first reading. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, like being <laughs> being Christian, you look at it, and you're like, what in the world is this? Right? Yeah. Um, but but on the flip side it's it's very creative yes so what how did you come up with your book okay that that's a good i i know exactly how i came up i know exact moment uh oh, i was good. at my desk uh you know and then i'll pop out a national geographic episode and on the cover was a a, a, a picture of jesus christ there's thousands of them and it said the real jesus and I started thinking to myself, who or what would be the real Jesus? And how would you know? How would you ever find out? And I said to myself, well, that's you know obvious. The only way you could ever know the real Jesus would be to go back in time to meet the person before he sacrificed himself on the cross. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, in, in our world, that's impossible. But in fiction, with time travel, exactly, you'd do anything. Yeah. And that's why uh, the book is called uh, Saving Christ, Starway 7. Starway 7 is the name of the time machine sent back in time. And the reason it's called Starway, because you can only tell time by the position of the stars. Oh. So, you know, and then I also made it uh, where you could only go in the past. You know, there was, there's no such thing as traveling into the future because the future has not happened yet. So you can't travel in, into someplace <clears> that hasn't happened. So I kind of break my, I all kind of make my own rules about time travel that you can only time travel into the past. Very, very cool. How in the world did you? Okay, I mean, I I understand. You know, you get the idea, but and and Eric, probably you could throw in because Eric's a writer, by the way. He's a writer and he's screenplay as well. So this is a question for both of you. But Perry first, and then you, Eric. Um, how in the world do you come up with the little ins and outs? of your book to be so, I mean, to be so creative. I know that may be a, a, a weird question, but my God, it's very creative what you've done. And you and have to write a story around it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How did, how did, okay. How does that work? I mean, how do you start your process of writing something like that? Well, first of all, I started just uh, months of just uh, trying to find out as much about Jesus as, as there is. Now, there's not much out there. There's, there's a lot of conjecture. There's mm. a lot of things that are made up. Like, for instance, people don't understand, you know, in one scene, Jesus had four brothers and two sisters. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put that in my book. And I had to put everything in my book that was, you know, that Jesus did in the Bible. I did. I wanted to be accurate to the Bible, but I wanted it to be explained from the point of a view of a modern day woman. Mm. I mean, there are okay. there, there have been hundreds of hundreds of jesus type movies out there and they're all the same right mine is the first one that ever you know shows jesus from the viewpoint of a modern day person so that you can understand him better mm. like you know the scene where you know jesus walks on water i said you know what i'm going to find out a way that he could do it without being a, a, a true god and so there's a lake and him my, my main character is named jennifer and jennifer goes to the lake and jesus said hey let's walk out to the lake and he goes well no one can walk on water and he goes i can so what happens is that Jesus kind of takes a deep breath and he has such good balance that he can walk on water. Mm. It's, it's, it, this was his speed alone. He says, I learned it at an early age. And so it, it's not only it makes, you know, for him, it makes sense. And, and Jennifer can't do it, but, you know, Jesus can walk on water because he has perfect balance and he understands how to, because you see, he, he would say, you see the fishing boats that are loaded with fish. Why, how come they don't sink? Because they have balance. Mm. But, I just started working away, and then, like, I wrote the book in only three months, 114,000 words, and it just wow. came out of me like it was already written. I mean, wow. I know it sounds weird that some writers say that, but it was like it was already in my mind. I just had to put it on paper. Wow. And so I was, like, telling history from my point of view, but I, I tried to make it logical. I tried to make, you know, Jesus logical. I mean, like, I, in my mind, you know, people say, well, Jesus was homely and all that. You know what? If he's half God, God's going to make his son really, really good. Yeah. And my. Yeah. 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 And okay. 
Now, and the reason that the president of the United States sent Jennifer as a commander, he wanted Jesus to be enthralled with a woman. He didn't want to send a, a male version. He wanted Jesus to be, you know, intrigued with Jennifer because ultimately he had other, he has other, other desires I'll point out later, but, uh, you know, he wanted Jesus to be really enthralled with Jennifer, and he did. Hmm. In fact, uh, Jennifer thinks that Jesus was sent by his father. I mean, uh, I mean, Jesus thinks that Jennifer was sent by his father. <laughs> oh. Right, right. And what, so what is the, because, oh, so Jennifer, like, time travels back. What yes. is the, the, the story, or why does she go back? Okay, first of all, it starts out with, President Peck, uh, that's the, the, my fictitious name, and his son is in a, a serious car accident, but he's mm. very religious, and he tells the priest that God will save my son. God will not let my son die. I'm the president of the United States. Nobody is going to, you know, God will never let my son die. Well, unfortunately, the son does die, oh, wow. and the president blames God for the death of his son, and he wants revenge. Oh. And then he finds out about, about a time travel where they went back and saw George Washington. And then he thinks, I want to go back in time and do something worse. So one of the time travelers, there's five of them all together, six all together, uh, is named Keith Smith. And he's, a, you know, he's an atheist. And the president secretly tells him that no matter what, if Jesus doesn't come back with you, kill Jesus before he gets on the cross, which would change religion like right, crazy. Right. Imagine if there was no cross. Imagine, you know, and right. so, you know, yeah. now Jennifer doesn't know this, but she does find out toward the end that uh, Keith is there to kill Jesus. And she's already fallen in love with Jesus. And she says, I got to save the man I love only to know he's going to die a few days later on the cross. Wow. So it becomes wow. a very, very tragic love story. In fact, more, even more tragic than Romeo and Juliet could ever be. Wow. Yeah. Because think about it. Okay. All right. Though my 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 uh, story is modern because it sends a modern day woman back in the time, Jesus is the most known person on planet Earth. I mean, I'm talking about if you go to China, they know who Jesus is. Yeah. And also his teachings were just wonderful. I mean, he teached about love. You know, I have a, a saying that I use in my book. Also, I said, no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, if you know Jesus, you know love. Because yeah. that what is what he epitomized. Yeah, yeah. Not just religion, love. Right. And oh, we right. have lost so we have lost so much of that nowadays. That's why I wanted to bring a whole new telling of the greatest story ever told. Wow. Something that new people could relate to. Wow. But you 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 know to have that you also got to have a story with it. You got to have you know a, a battle. You got to have you know conflict. You got to have love. You got to have hate. You got to have you know, there's you no, know, but I'll, I'll make point blank. There's no sex in my book, and no harsh words, but there is a lot of killing. Oh, okay. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, that it, it's very, it, to me, when you explain it like that, I'm intrigued just for the fact because you know, I mean, a lot of people do blame God for a lot of things, right? Yes, they do, mm -hmm. and and a lot of people. You know, when you when you set it up like that, I mean, it it really sets it up for the <laughs> for the ultimate battle, really, about, you know, like who who can get to God first so he can actually finish the job that he, you know, was put on earth for. So that's amazing. But very importantly, I also wanted to make Jesus into not so much a God as right. half man to see what that was like. Right. And so only by having a relationship with a woman or in any kind of relationship, can you find out the real person? Right. I mean, right. Jesus in, in my book has a sense of humor. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's very polite to people, but remember now back then he was hated by a lot of people. Yes. He wasn't loved by everybody. Right. You know, the, the scribes and the Pharisees, they hated him. They thought he was the biggest danger to Israel <laughs> of all time. And they yeah. wanted him dead. I mean, I have a cute scene where, uh, Jennifer and Jesus are walking, and these two Roman soldiers, you know, notice that Jennifer is walking right next to Je to Jesus. And in those days, the woman always had to walk behind. Oh. That was the proper way of doing it. And so they start teasing Jesus. They go, Jesus, you let a woman stand with you equally? And Jesus says, women are my equal. She is the equal of me. And then they start teasing him. Then they get angry. 
And they said, you know, we should beat your bitch here. You know, not use the word bitch, but use your lady. Uh, actually, <laughs> there's a couple of lines in there. That's about the worst word I can use in my book. And they don't know that Jennifer, though tiny and small, is a trained FBI agent who can, awesome. you know, who, who <laughs> likes to hurt people if she has to. And so these these t- these two soldiers keep bugging her and keep bugging her. And they go, and Jesus says, please, just be quiet. Don't worry. They will go away, please. And they keep going. He goes, uh-uh, this time they got to get a little lesson. You know, and so she completely just knocks them both out real fast. Wow. They have no idea about modern day science and how to hit. And right. the soldiers are on the ground begging, begging for mercy. And she said, I'll give you mercy. This is from a woman, too. And so they start oh. to walk away. And then she says to Jesus, you know, we better hurry up and get out of here before uh, they call their other soldiers. And Jesus says, don't worry. If those soldiers went back to their commander and told the commander yeah. that they were beaten by a woman, they would be executed on the spot. Wow. Wow. And so, and Jennifer, Jesus doesn't like Jennifer fighting too much, but he says, you are the best fighter I've ever seen. Wow. Wow. You know, that that's interesting because to put it, to put Jesus into more of not, not Jesus, the savior, but Jesus, the person and and Eric. Now, Eric, um, this is a good question for you. Is there anywhere, you know, I don't know in, in the Bible anywhere where it, it talks about Jesus like the man. There's some much. parts, you know, it talks about him being fully God and fully man in many verses. Yes, but but not like what Perry is talking no, about. No, not at all. Not in that yeah. way. This is a unique telling of it. Yeah, very unique. because, And that's exactly know, what I wanted. I, I wanted people of the modern day audience to have a whole new realization of his beauty and his uh way of talking that yeah. never you know it's never come through yet because you know everything else i told you all the movies made about him were all the same yeah right 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 right, right. and um, i wanted a whole different perspective what and only yeah. and only by seeing jesus through the eyes of a modern day woman could that be fulfilled so once i realized in my in my mind that it had to be a woman sent back in time and then i, I made a team around her I made the reason why the president sent her back there. And then I made a reason why she falls in love with Jesus and she would do anything. This is pure love, by the way. And she would do anything to protect him and only to know that he's going to die. And she doesn't want him to die. And she even tries to save him at the end, but God won't let her. I mean, she does because God, I know, I know he's your son. I know he has to die, but I'm in love with him and I'm going to save him no matter what. And she brings out a machine gun. <laughs> she doesn't kill anybody, but she she scares some Roman soldiers with it. And but then at the end, God just puts a, a wall between her and Jesus says, go back. You cannot save my son. He has a duty. And now you have a duty. Wow. Wow. But she has the ultimate love because she you knows she's a, a woman that uh, I'll tell you right now. She's a woman. He's a she's a 29 year old version, but is drop dead gorgeous no man has ever been good enough for her until she met jesus wow it it was almost like she was waiting her whole life to meet jesus wow Um, she had dreams about jesus she had thoughts about jesus you know she knew exactly what to do when she met jesus she was going to be with him and it's funny when they uh first uh, jesus first takes him to meet his mother mary and mary is just so happy that jesus is with a woman and, so, and, and and even her brothers and sisters to kind of make fun of it and everything. Right. And there's a scene where uh, it's funny. The uh, the four brothers are named uh, James, Joseph, Judas, not Judas like we know, but uh, and Simon. And so uh, James goes to his mother. Goes, mother, why is Jesus so tall and we are not? Why is Jesus so uh, handsome and we are just ordinary? Mm-hmm. In fact, the only thing we have in common with Jesus is that we are all poor. <laughs> and so you know they all know that jesus came from a different father yeah wow wow when uh, now okay let me ask you this perry and and i'm not trying to put you on the spot now are you are you religious at all uh, i'm not like that okay. i'm not i'm not semi i'm semi that's why i don't understand what happened to me something took me over something took me yeah. and made me like this thing i don't know why and if you read, you know, and parts of the book, I don't know how I even knew what I knew. Yeah. I knew about religion. I knew about, uh, you know, uh, the hierarchy of religion, things I didn't know before. I didn't know. And I still don't know, wow. but they're in the book. Awesome. I don't, I'm not trying to sound strange, but I'm saying that 
there are things in there that I, you know, like uh, right now I'm making it into an audio book. And every time I, I hear the, the woman who's reading it for me, I, I, I go by word by word. I go, who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> I go, did I write this? Wow. I go, well, you know. And and, and it, you said it took you, what, three months to do? Right. It just uh, every night I could write three, four thousand words. It was just, you know, just poured out wow. of me. Never had a second of writer's block. Now, this is how I, I do my ritual. I get up every morning and go work out. I work out in the gym every day. It's just my ritual. And during that time, I think of things. And then I write down things if I see think of things. But I'll just think of things. Then I start writing around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, and I'll go to about 2 in the morning. Wow. But, yeah, wow. it just poured out of me. Nothing. I had never had a second of writer's block. Never. Wow. I mean, look, I'm I'm not trying to, like, well, maybe I am. I'm not. Uh, do you feel that you <laughs> this is a weird question no, no maybe, nothing's weird. but do you feel that you were compelled to write it for a higher purpose 100 percent 100 percent i i don't i don't know why it just happened and i mean is it out there to show people that jesus was a, a real person at the same time being a, a god uh uh is it there to show people that to show Jesus from a modern viewpoint, which has never been done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what has what has the reaction been from people that that know you and know that you wrote this? What what are some of like people's reactions? Well, number one, they can't believe I thought of such an idea. They go, number <laughs> one, Eric, how could anybody think of such an idea? They yeah. go, it was the, it's the most unique idea probably thought of it in the last 50 years yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that th it's never been done before and like one reviewer said you know i, I portrayed jesus in a, in a way no one thought possible cool. because Why? no one would dare write about jesus right. until i did this is the first book of its kind of that type i mean there's oh. nothing like it i mean i'm not trying to say anything just because i wrote it right right but it is the the first of its kind Wow, yeah. and I got uh, you know I've gotten really good reviews on Amazon, uh, very good. One called it a little miracle of a novel, and uh, they wow. said you know it, it shows Jesus in a way never been shown before. I mean, I do have a couple of you know women uh, who didn't like it as well because you know uh, I made you know Jennifer too white, oh, or mm. I made Jesus too pretty, mm. and I go that's part of the book. I'm sorry, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fiction. And I said, it's, it's, it's what it was what was told for me to write. I mean, a lot of ways, you know, uh, Larry, uh, I create an image in my mind and I make it real. I make it like to me, saving Christ is already is real. And yeah. so I just write down what I know in my mind. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's pretty wild because I know, you know, Eric, I, I think all writers like have a process and I know some take longer than the others, but but it, it seems like three months. And and how many words did you say you wrote? 114,000. 114,000. How, how many in a night? Like a thousand or two thousand? Two, three thousand in a night. <laughs> how many? There were never, there, there was, there, like I said, uh, Larry, there was never a time. That I, I got in front of the uh, typewriter, the computer, and was not able to write something. Wow, wow. Now, did you did you did you first? Because I like I like when and I like how Eric describes his process and they talk about your process. But um, talk a little bit about your process about how you like wrote the book and and that. Like, did you just get on the typewriter and start typing away? No, I did. I did five months, six months of research on Jesus. And then I started writing. <laughs> I mean, I wrote an outline of what I wanted. I wanted, uh, you know, the uh, people sent back in time to uh, be with Jesus for the last seven days. I wanted uh, one of the, the, the people in my group to fall in love with Jesus, and Jesus falls in love with her. I wanted a conflict also with the atheists. Uh, so I had to write it all down. Also, I, I wanted a, uh, a time uh, contendum, meaning that if anybody from the future dies during the time of jesus all knowledge of them is gone wow even the, the time travelers don't know it all, wow. all they know is that there's four people instead of five interesting and, wow. and their their history is gone forever in other words 
what if you are uh, if you're from the future and you die in the past you die before you're born yeah. never were born makes sense wow and so that happens three times in my book wow. and a big sonic shock wave happens and uh so you know in fact you know when she finally when they finally go back in uh they spend eight days in the time of christ but uh when they go back in the present time it's only uh, a little under eight minutes <laughs> oh wow. i like that wow that's really cool hey, yeah i mean here's another question weird or not um when you were doing research what are some of the things that 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 you found that because every so every did, did you find it easily did it come to you easy oh yeah and i'm a, I, i'm very i'm a very good researcher even my editor said she's never had anybody research something more thoroughly than me i oh, mean really? i research I mean, Jesus was on the cross for seven hours and 47 minutes. So, you know, a lot of people think that Jesus died on the cross just for natural causes. No, um, in my story, there was a Roman soldier named Longinus. And Longinus, after the death of Christ, becomes a Christian. And he he loves Christ. He's sitting there and he's looking at Jesus because you are truly the son of God. And as a mercy, he takes his spear, which we call the spear of destiny, and he, he stabs Jesus in the side to kill him. And then at, from that point on, he quits the Roman soldiers and and, and and walks away and becomes a Christian. Now, he's in my book a lot. Wow. 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 Now, I'm going to tell you, a, a really, a, you know, there were some stories in it. When, when, when Jennifer finally comes back to uh, our time, and it's only been, you know, just a, a few minutes, and uh, she goes into this church, and these three nuns come up to her. Because she's looking at this. She just is in love with Jesus, and she just goes, what happens for seven days? I, I met the most amazing man of all time, and now he's gone. And so she's sitting there, and these three nuns come up to her, and they go, you are the most beautiful, beautiful pregnant woman we have ever seen. He goes, oh, wow. I'm not pregnant. I'm a virgin. He goes, oh, no, you're not. And then she looks up at the cross of Jesus. She goes, can it happen again? Because oh. her middle name is Mary. It's Jennifer Mary, Mary oh. Williams. Perry. And so she says to herself, wow, am I the mother of the new Messiah, which has been foretold in the Bible, by the way. And she looks up at the uh, cross of Jesus and she says, I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow. And then that is that end of that book. <laughs> so do I do I feel a part two coming on? Absolutely. About that, so. ah, I love it. Wow. I love it. Now, here, now, now, Larry, I'm working on another book, too, called. Okay, it's on the same. It's called the Saving Series. Okay, uh, it's, you know, Saving Christ, Saving. The next book is called Saving the Messiah, which is her baby. Right. And then there's another book called Saving Freedom, Ooh. which is Ooh. you're going to send. Uh, okay, we're going to send a team of uh, time travelers back in time to stop slavery from ever happening in the United States. Wow. Wow. Now. Eric, I'm going to tell you some details about that. Okay, now you think about it. If you know, it, it sounds like a wonderful premise at first, but if you stop slavery from happening in the United States, the chain reaction of everything that's happened in America doesn't happen. Right. So all the slaves that came here would not be here. They would have remained in you know where they came from. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, uh, there are three you know people in in the uh, time capsule decide. Leave it the way it is. Boy. Wow. Perry, that, that's a now, great... Now, is it like, is it the continuing characters from the Saving Christ? Is it like the same yes. time travel oh, organ? Nice. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, U.S. government. Nice. Okay, okay. Nice. You know, you, you, could, you could honestly say that this is a perfect, like, history lesson of why we need to, to celebrate history. And realize that history is there for a reason because we're, we are where we are because of our past. And, because, and just you saying that right there, I mean, I mean, you and Eric, Eric nailed it on the head, you know, and, <clears throat> and I think it's important, man, Perry, you are like one big idea machine. Yeah. You're a doer. I mean, I, I, you know, like for instance, I have uh, the whole, you know, on, on saving Christ, is that it has to remain to the Bible. Right. Yeah. Right. So everything happens in the Bible. Like you meet you meet all the characters. You meet Caiaphas. You meet, you know, Simon okay. the leper. You, you meet uh you know 
uh, let's see, uh, oh gosh, so many of them, Lazarus, who who Jesus raised yeah. from the dead. Yeah. And yes. asked him, "How does it feel to be to be dead?" He goes, "Alive." You know that that's pretty when you because you know obviously we're not kind of passing over it, but I'm glad you're bringing that up because because when you look at it from from not the God point of view, but a man point of view and seeing all this stuff happen, that puts a whole new spin on, yeah. on being well, there and seeing that as it is as a normal person, never, never mind a future person coming back to the past, knowing what's going to happen. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. That's amazing. Really? But here's another story. People don't, don't realize about the disciples. They were all very, very young. Judas was probably 18. Uh, the oldest was Peter at 25. Jesus was 33. So a lot of people think the disciples have beards and all that. No, they were young kids. Mm. And yeah. people don't understand that. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said, I made a point in my book to show that they were young kids. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And every one of the disciples likes Jennifer except for one. And Judas just does not like Jennifer. And so Judas oh. and Jennifer have a little ongoing dispute all the time. Wow. Interesting. Wow. In fact, wow. it, at one point, Jennifer tries to buy out Judas, say, listen, I'll give you more money than 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she, she wants to save Jesus. Wow. Yeah. And, but Judas won't have anything to do with it. He goes, I have money plenty to handle me. He goes, Judas, just know that Jesus loves you. And so, wow. and so there's wow. and, you know, certain things that, you know, uh, Jennifer will never tell Jesus she's from the future. He just thinks she's from a very strange land, faraway land. Because wow. she's so different. Number one, she's uh, very light skin, light hair. So uh, so different from the people of the Jewish people of that area. And yeah. that's, a, that's a, a big reason why Jesus is enthralled with her, because she's so different. And she is a beautiful beyond beauty. I mean, you know, they even the scribes, you know, at first they, they, they say, Jesus, where did you pick up this whore? And he goes, show her, show them. Then they go, she's the most beautiful woman we have ever seen. Wow. What is going on with this? Wow. I mean, wow. they can't. And Jennifer is just a fighter, too. You know, she you know, there's but there's, there's a scene where uh, Jennifer gets captured by Caiaphas and Jesus saves her. Wow. Because the whole point in the book also is that I wanted to point out that Jesus could have saved himself any time he wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. he was half God. Yeah. And there's yeah. there's where he's healing people. There's scenes where he's cleansing the temple. I mean, everything in the last seven days that happened in the Bible is in my book. It's in the book. Wow. That's so when interesting. You get, you get to see it from the perspective of Jennifer now, who's saying, how can he heal those people? We can't wow. do that now. Wow. I mean, you know, he brought sight back to, a, to a, a blind man. And he goes, wait a minute, we can't even do that right now. How is he doing it? Yeah. I mean, even as a God, how is he doing it? You know, and it, so, you know. It's it's great because as as a believer, as a Christian, I'm thinking to myself, this is like unbelievable as as you continue to talk. And it, it but this is what art really should do. It should yeah. it should make people think and make you use your imagination and think about what you're looking at or reading or watching and and what you're doing right now, you're kind of blowing my mind yeah. because you're putting in this whole perspective. This well, I, uh, most of my reviews thought, you know, like I said, far from being blasphemous, it, it, it adheres directly to what Jesus is all about. Exactly. Yeah. And I had a, my very first reader was a woman in the gym here who was very, is very religious. And she read it. And she said, when she finished reading it, she started to cry. She said, she says she's never yeah. had a love song like that ever before in her life. And there's a scene in it where, uh, Jennifer every night uh, has brought from the future Chanel, which is a very nice smelling liquid, and she puts it on Jesus. Yeah. And uh, this woman went actually went to the to the uh, May uh, May company to find out to smell Chanel after in my, from my book. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! You know, but it's I, almost. It, I, it, I make everything as real as possible. I make Jesus look and God look really, really good. I, love I mean, awesome! Uh, I love it. There are there there are people who are going to disagree with me because I made Jesus too, uh, you know, Jesusly. I I don't I don't know what you want to say. I, yeah. And Jennifer too beautiful. They go, why can't Jennifer just be an ordinary woman? I go, no, it wouldn't work. You can't. You can't. He you know, has that, to have, he has to grab his attention. Yeah, and, and, and quickly. 
and and maybe because Eric and I, I mean, we know the business. We know how do this happens. Exactly. But, and, and I think I think that's where people kind of go, yeah, but it's the Bible. It's not supposed to be glamorous. It's not supposed to be pretty. But 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 Perry, I, I tell you what, the way that that you're so passionate about that's the one thing I was gonna story. say. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that you bring it out and the way that you talk about it. And I, I keep seeing this meme in my head. It's like, you know, tell me about your book. Tell me, you know, tell me it's not uh what is that? Oh gosh. Um uh show me, uh show me now. What is what is the meme I'm thinking about? It's like, oh, prove me, prove my wrong, prove me I'm wrong. And and oh. and you've 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 really proven that it's not blasphemous blasphemous yeah. no, at no, all. Sorry. It's the anti-Da Vinci code. Like I that, you know, I da like Vinci that. Code, Brown sold 47 million books and claiming that Jesus married and had a daughter. No. Yeah. Uh, Jesus in my book knew that he was going to die, so he wasn't going to put a, a, a wife or a daughter through that kind of pain. It's bad enough with the mother and disciples. So, yeah. you know, and, and he even tells uh, Jennifer that uh she cannot save him. He has to fulfill his purpose and he does it willingly. And, and, but he thanks Jennifer for helping him with the strength to do it. He says, never have I thought a woman could do that for me. So I really show the strong side of a woman with Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. That should be celebrated. That's what people Number one, no movie about Jesus has ever done before. Yeah. Man, Perry, where can we, okay. Before we go any further, where can people pick up your book? Oh, Amazon, easily. Oh, Amazon okay. links will be in the description. Yes, yes. But it's just that, you know, Saving Christ, Starway Seven. I, okay. I, I, man, I, I tell you, I've never. Now, is Starway Seven going to be the name of the series that as it goes forward? Yeah, Starway Seven, Starway Eight, Starway Nine. Oh, okay. But okay. It's, it's actually the saving. It's going to be. It's all called saving, saving Christ. Saving the Messiah, saving freedom, which is the one about going back in time to stop slavery. Okay, and so wow. it's, it's a saving series, I call it. Wow, I love it. I love and and if you go, if you do go to Amazon, and also you can go to to your um to your website, which is yeah. and it's where it's going to be in the description. But it's, it's jctimetravel.com.com. Dot com. That's and, it. And, Very simple. Lowercase. And, and and if you go to Amazon. Do they type in Perry Williams? Because I know you have a your your pen name is Francis, Francis T. T. Perry Williams. Okay, Francis okay. T. Perry Williams. Um, again, man. links will be in the description. Man, Perry, when when are you going to have your other book done so you can come on and talk about it? <laughs> yeah, no, well, right now I'm I'm doing the audio audio version of Saving Christ. Wow, oh. wow. Well, I tell you what, um, when you know that you have the audio book ready to go out we'd love to have you on and be totally, part of that yeah. launch and talk oh about yeah it. because uh it took me a while to find the right person i found it had to be a woman because my book is about a woman uh, right. who meets uh, it's not about jesus basically it's about a woman who meets jesus yeah mm. yeah yeah and so yeah. i wanted to make that you know different from other you know like people say oh it's a jesus book no it's not it's about a woman who meets jesus who who and jennifer at the beginning of the book does not have a lot of faith but then it develops and then yeah then it turns into full-blown where she would kill herself to die for jesus wow Ooh. i got a question for you so i know you're you're not too religious but after once you finish this book did you find yourself just a little bit more religious kind of like jennifer yeah i also yes in, in a lot of ways yes because uh, i really really respect the way because i learned about jesus and I respect his teachings, and we just need so much of that right now. We're losing it all. Exactly. You know? yeah. We have lost so much of what he teaches, and it's even two thousand years later, his words still mean things. Exactly. Like there's yeah. a there's a line in it where she's talking about she loved Jesus two thousand years ago because she did, but her tears were still fresh. Wow, that was good. That's a good line. Yes, that's that was one of my line. favorite lines in the book. Wow. Even though even though it was two thousand years ago, your tears were still are still fresh. Wow! Because wow. that's the whole point. Even Jesus two thousand years ago is relevant today, and I wanted him to make it more relevant by making it more relatable to a modern day audience. Yes, yeah. and I mean, even I think... people who 
who are you know older like me and and you know know Jesus from, uh, would probably appreciate this point of view. Oh hmm. yeah, oh yeah, I do, I yeah. do. Because and I, nothing I, I, nothing changes about Jesus is the same person. It's that you get to meet him from a different perspective. Man, you know Perry, I I hope I I hope and I wish for your book that it takes people on a path that opens up their hearts and and if even if they are just a little bit a tiny bit religious it opens their eyes even more um to yeah to really the 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 person that christ was and and gives well, a whole new uh, appreciation well Jesus. my book is 100 percent designed to be a movie <laughs> that's the whole yeah that's cool that's and cool. this is what Nicholas Cage said a very famous saying. He said, movies have the power to change people's minds. Yes, they do. Exactly. Yes, they that was do. By Nicholas, that was by one and only Nicholas Cage, of all people. Yes, yes. I I, I believe that. I absolutely believe that. But and I think that the producers are going to see this from a very different perspective. Because, you know, they made, uh, like, what, 10 Titanic movies. But all of a sudden, they made one into a, a romance. And it, it, and it was it a made hit. billion dollars. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. There, there, there's so, a difference between a history movie and a romance history movie. Exactly. Right. And That's mine un, is a romance history movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I tell you what, Perry, you, you, this, this episode has yeah. flown by. I totally. Mean, yeah. You, 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 I I don't know. I just I know I'm honored. I'm I'm excited about my projects. I always you, I love you my can tell yeah. by the way you talk about I it. You're tell. very you passionate. You absolutely should be because you know you've worked hard and you know this is this is this is your baby. This is your this life's is work. My baby. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing um, everything I can to help my baby along. That's right, man. And 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 here's the thing too. I mean, it's already a screenplay, so you don't have to go back and rewrite it as a screenplay. Nope, it started I wrote it out. As a screenplay. So you it already have out it. A long screenplay, yes. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. I, I know we're trying to wrap up, but if since you did write it as a screenplay, I, I know how screenplays read. So, how did your editor take that screenplay and turn it into a book? And what was that conversation like? Well, other words, like, you know, how screenplays were, you, you just write down a a, a, a a sentence. Now, a novel will, will actually connect it uh, to because yeah. you need a connection point. Right. And she was very good at connecting things together. Like, oh, he looked at it surprisingly. as Like, I won't put that in the screenplay, okay. but she put that down. Right, so right. she, she okay. put the, the uh, intricate details down. I love it. I love it. I love it. It it takes teamwork to make the dream work. It really yeah. does. That's good. Yeah. Um. What would you? Okay. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would love people to know about you or your book? I just want people to know that there's there is a different perspective out there, and there is a, another way of looking at Jesus other than what you've been taught your whole life. That's all. Hmm. And but it's the same, but new <laughs> yeah 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 i agree i agree i absolutely agree um eric before you wrap up uh yeah. perry thank you thank you thank you infinity no, thank you guys i mean thank you for listening i i love it when people listen to me and they understand that i'm not trying to be you know blasphemous i'm trying to show jesus in a way exactly. that just been done before and, and in a way that's that's totally beautiful without being you know <laughs> I don't know, evil. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, like before our show, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what is this going to be like? What, what, <laughs> what? But but honestly, I know for me, I don't know for Eric, but as a believer and hearing you talk about it, I mean, you've really charged me up to want to read your book. No doubt. And 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 I again. To me, it's not blasphemous. Um, it's 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 an ingenious way to bring people to understand the person who Christ was. And, and you know, Larry, it's going to be even better as an audiobook. 
I know. I oh, can I can't. Imagine <laughs> so yeah. Okay. When? Uh, okay. Do you uh, have the, a the girl, date for that? The girl I, I got to uh, do the audio book on me is so good. She makes every character a little bit different, ah, so it doesn't sound the same. So she it. really is good at making the uh, the Pope sound like the Pope, uh, the president sound like the wow. president. You know, I she's you know she makes every character. She puts a lot of work into that, making every character just a little bit different, so you, you can it. distinguish it when you hear it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it, Perry. Keep us keep us in the loop of when the. Well, do you, you have yes. a date for the audio book yet? I would say about another month. Uh, another okay. month. Yeah. Wow. Holy. Okay. Well, we'll be looking forward to having you on then. Totally. Which is about yeah. halfway done. <laughs> Awesome. I love it. I love it. And Perry, I mean this. You really are. You've been a blessing to me. Totally. You've charged me up. Yes. Thank you. Well, you guys have been for me better even. <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> thank so you. much. Thank you. Well, and with that, Perry, we just want to thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. <laughs> Again, all the links where you can purchase the book and other stuff will be in the description if you're listening in on Anchor. And like we say each and every week, everybody, remember, support our troops.